that rhythm. Welcome to Yep, it started. Welcome to another episode of Who's Your Nurse Podcast. You got Chris, Chris, and Mikey. We started? Yeah, I started it. We started? It started. Started. Okay. Yep. I've got a consent. I consent to be recorded because it's telling me. Okay, yeah, because you got a consent now to be recorded. Consented. Even though I'm still going to record you guys whether you consent or not. Oh, hey now. What else are you going to do that's not consented, but you're going to do it anyway, Chris? I'm going to touch your feet. Don't stop. Don't, Chris, stop. Don't. Did not like that. (laughs) But so should we start with the elephant in the room? Which was an elephant in the room? Yeah, Napoleon. Oh, gosh. Movie's long. Gosh. How long is it? It's two and a half hours. I would say someone's closer to three hours. It's two hours and 26 minutes. It's not bad. It's it's just long. And I don't know. It's slow as hell. Yeah, it... I think almost as bad as Batman vs Superman slow, but it's still got more in in the middle. It's rated like, on IMDb. It's a six point seven. Did it did it feel hours. like two and a half hours though? Yeah, it felt long. Okay. Yeah. Like there's not Isn't enough fight scenes. Like, yeah. They needed so my big complaint was, and. I know Ridley Scott wasn't really going for. I couldn't get out of my head like how I just thought kept thinking Napoleon or uh, what's it called, um, Joker, but no, it. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but no, I. uh, They should have talked more about his conquest of Austria, uh, Italy, and all that stuff like before he became emperor. Because that's like a big part of like his story is like everything that happened before he was emperor, and they kind of they glossed over a lot. They did gloss over a lot, but I don't know much about Napoleon other than didn't he? He lost at Waterloo, right? That was yeah, he lost at Waterloo. That that's was about like all his, I know. And then he, yeah, yeah, that was like the big loss, other than like losing it to to uh, Prussia. And he's remaining. Um, and what? The womanizer. Well, no, he loved mm-hmm. Josephine. He just needed an heir. Well, yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> yeah. Try that in 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 today's world. You know, I'm sorry, babe. I just I need an heir. So. I'm is sorry. He, you're just not. Go ahead, Mikey. You guys were speaking about like, I guess, briefly said something like, uh. He lost at Waterloo, which was the big one. But is he like is he known as a like a strategist, like a good like yes? So I guess he was he he almost probably in the long run he probably should have won Waterloo. It was just one of those things that enough things happened the right well, he way. He was to outnumbered too. Yeah, the big thing that he was he before then artillery was kind of was more of a sideshow than anything else. And they kind of glossed over this again. Like they said, oh, he's an artillery officer. That's how he got his start was he was big about artillery. They just glossed over that kind of too. But like he, he developed like the mass artillery. So like World War One tactics of artillery, he kind of started that. Well, I mean, it wasn't that much of a difference in time. No, if you think about it, it was what, like 18, it was 1890s. It was like a hundred. No, it was like no, 1812. That's right. It was, it was like a hundred year difference. Yeah. It was in the long, in the grand scheme, that's not a lot of time. Well, no, and I mean, even you know, it, you know, the Civil War was. I mean, they developed artillery during the war, so it was just that early stage of artillery. Yeah, and he was cool. he was the first one to really use mass artillery, like. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. His mistake was Waterloo, but he was outnumbered. I mean, you know. Well, his North mistake is, was also Russia. You don't invade Russia in the winter. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that's true too. <laughs> I think we all know that. Like, like if we if any of us ever become a dictator, we all know not to invade Russia in the winter. I mean, didn't you know? Didn't Germany have that issue during the war? Was was the winners in Russia when they tried to? Uh... Yeah. <laughs> did, it, did it talk about him uh, selling Louisiana? <laughs> no. And I really wish it did because that was like a big thing that happened. They're they lost over a lot. They really did. They kind of rushed it. And even though it was it's two hours and thirty eight minutes, I looked it up. But they kind of glossed over a lot of stuff, and they. They did a lot with Josephine. They did a lot, you know, when he was emperor, as as opposed, to, it's like the warring Napoleon was like us, like the side item of the movie. Yeah, I, I expected more action. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe that's partially like our fault. We went in there expecting something and didn't get what we wanted. Right. Well, and that's what I said. It's not a horrible movie, but I'm not going to sit down and watch it again. Oh, I, I'm not going to say I won't watch it again, but I'm not going to watch it again for a while, at least. It's not like watching a Patriot or, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not going to, it's not like, uh, I'm not going to go back and watch it like I would Gladiator. Right. There's just not enough action in it, too. It's, and even, it's like, the action, sequ- the action sequences were very short. Yeah, they, they weren't, like, gripping, you know what I mean? It wasn't like I mean, Saving Private Ryan gripping, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, or Hacksaw Ridge gripping. It's like, why, why are you guys taking it like it's gonna be a, a scene about battles in the first place? It's supposed, it's titled Napoleon because, because that's what trailers. Napoleon was known for. He was known as a great strategist, and like yeah. the trailers showed a lot of action more than like anything else, in my opinion. That's like when it's be- about Robert E. Lee and all we. You know, all he does is hang out at the Custis Lee Mansion in Virginia. Yeah. We don't see any Civil War action. That's the but, same thing. That's the way I. That's the way I would look at. It. But I mean, I if you go into a different mindset, like, oh, okay, this is like about like a little kind of biopic of Napoleon or whatnot. Yeah, if I went like, into they've it, they've done it in Lincoln before. Like, you don't go to Lincoln like, oh man, I can't wait to see his head explode. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't grab. It just it it just didn't grab you as a as a biopic. You know what I mean? It just yeah. It was very dry. It's not. It's, a, it's not a horrible movie. It's not terrible. I didn't like. I didn't hate it. I didn't feel like I. It's not like Avatar where I wasted yeah. my time and money. I Did just, they have French accents? Yeah. What? French accents? No. no it was. It accents. was like listening to Americans talk. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even try. Yeah, like, they didn't even do the whole like uh, what was the Tom Cruise movie? Uh, uh, when he was German. oh uh, <laughs> uh, 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 um, uh, Mission Impossible, no, uh, Valkyrie, no, Mission Valkyrie. Impossible. yeah, Valkyrie, where they started uh, off in German and then they translated over into American accents. That was the best way to do. It. Yeah, they didn't even bother. Like, yeah. I'm Joaquin Phoenix and I'm Napoleon on the stage. Yeah. I see. And like when you couldn't tell, like, like they would be sitting there talking to like the the Austrian speaking English, and then they would sit there talking to the French people in English, and it was like you couldn't tell like what link, like it kind of broke your immersion if you're trying to like role play of like who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Like if they're talking to the Russians, you'd think they'd be speaking Russian. Right. It was like watching Amadeus. Did you ever see Amadeus? Same thing. No. Amadeus was the same way. Everybody just speaks English. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was hard to, yeah. Who are these? That you, know, that you question. Okay, now who's this guy? Yeah, and then like they kept going to that bar or like the uh, casino. And I was like, and I couldn't really, for a moment, I couldn't figure out who he was. Like, like who was this guy that in the casino that we're supposed to care about that he's talking to? Right. And it was an Austrian he was trying to form an alliance with. Is that the guy that kept on like... Come here, come here, come here, come here. Go away, go away, go away, go away. Yeah. He he would always like stab him in the back, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That was the Australian guy. Yeah. I, yeah. I it just it wasn't. I you know I was expecting a an award winning like biopic that's going to be awesome, and it just wasn't it. That's all. 
it was just another win awards. I, mean, yes. I, 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 I applaud them for giving me that kind of movie because I've been dying for that kind of movie, but uh, I've seen better. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not about Napoleon, just in general. I don't know how many. The best Napoleon is the Napoleon and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is the best Napoleon. I know they didn't even Napoleon didn't even like ride the water slide or anything. He didn't. So. Yeah, they didn't go to water. He didn't what didn't go bowling. He didn't eat all the ice cream. There's no Bill and Ted. Nothing. They could they could have at least. Touched <laughs> <him. laughs> yeah, that would have been great. <laughs> oh. They just threw it in there for fun. That would have been that would have been perfect. Oh, like just like it. In credit thing or something like something, yeah. <laughs> uh, I would have creamed. Oh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so vague. So <laughs> go see it, you know, with caution. Go see it with caution. It's not. Don't as, go into it thinking you're going to get the next Gladiator. I I guess I was expecting like not as good, but kind of on the level of like you said, Gladiator. I would put Oppenheimer up there. Uh, well, it's the from one of the... When you think of, like, top three directors of our day, he's one of those top three, right. Ridley Scott. Yep. And I expected... I don't know. I just expected a different movie. I expect... I Yeah, exactly. I expected something like Troy, like The Patriot with Mel Gibson, like mm-hmm. Gladiator. You know, those were the kind of... That's Oppenheimer. Those are the kind of... That's the kind of movie I, I expected, and I didn't yes. get it. That's basically what it boils down to. But I will say, I'll say it's long and slow. It's all, it's long and slow. So, but that is, that it is what it is. So. And um, if you're looking for something to watch over the holidays, definitely go see it. Or, or don't, or, you know, go see Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Die Hard's being shown December 8th. Should we reopen that can of worms? Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? <coughs> not yet. It's not Christmas time. Christmas time yet. True. True. So I've been watching a crapload of Christmas movies just to get them out of the way. I know. What you watch that new Disney Plus movie? How oh yeah, it? I do. I want to talk about this. Um, I did watch Eight Bit Christmas again with Neil Patrick Harris. Dude, that movie is freaking good. It's on HBO. You've got to watch it. I think I did watch it last year. I can't remember. It's got Steven Zahn in it. And it's about, he's a 10-year-old kid. And they're trying to get a Nintendo in 1988 in Chicago. It's a great movie. I watched it again the other day. So I watched, I was like, because I was like trying to, because my my, uh, Disney ran out. Right? Yeah. I I think we canceled both parts at the same time. Huh? We canceled both of ours at the same time. Yeah, no, right? Well, I so I watched like the Santa Claus, and I watched Home Alone, and mm-hmm. you know, so I the, stumbled the classics. Yes. So I stumbled on this movie called The Naughty Nine, right? I and actually I saw that. Yep. So The Naughty Nine actually has the kid from Eight Bit Christmas in it. So it's when Andy finds out he's on Santa's naughty list, he pulls together of naughty list kids to get the presents they think they deserve. So what I ran into, which I thought was a great idea, you know, but what I wasn't expecting was, it's just any, any, it had every form of, it was Disney. I mean, you have Asian kids, you have black kids, you have Hispanic kids, you have, you have a gay kid already in fifth grade. He's, He's gay and into fashion. Um, Santa Claus is black. Danny Glover plays Santa Claus. Hey, I like Danny Glover. I do too, but like, you know, it's just, it covered every, what's wrong with, gee, let's throw everything at this movie in, 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 in one little, what? It's hour and 20, 83 minute movie of, of woke of our, of our woke business. That's exactly what they did. Cause I mean, I don't do, I don't know. Do kids have different, it's not that, do they all hang out together? Is that, I I don't know. I'm not in school anymore, so I can't say. What do you mean? Do they all hang out? Like do kids uh, outside of school? 
kids of different races, kids of different. Uh, uh, yeah, kids. Kids aren't as racist as you used to be, Chris. I wasn't a racist. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have a lot of diversity. I mean, we had black kids in our school, but everybody kind of stuck to themselves. You know, I mean, you would still you would talk to them in class, or you might go to lunch, or you know, but it wasn't like everybody was out. Everybody, everybody else's house, hanging out, playing video games. And in these mega schemes like the Goonies, you know, which is essentially what this was like. Uh, nine naughty kids go to go to uh, to the North Pole to try and get on the nice list is what they end up doing. So the gay kid makes them elf costumes so they fit in. and It's just very, I don't know. I didn't like it. I felt like I was being preached to instead of just enjoying the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I mean, I could use use Eight Big Christmas. So Eight Big Christmas. So Neil Patrick Harris is okay. I mean, he's he's we know he's homosexual, right? No big deal. What he Gay as the day is long. Right. Okay. So he plays a dad in the movie, and he plays his his kid version. He's he's uh, he's showing his daughter the Nintendo is what he's doing. He goes to his parents' house. They go to his parents' house, and he's showing he's telling the story of when he was a kid of trying to get the Nintendo. So, but. I mean, who cares? I mean, it's just a movie. You know what I mean? They didn't preach at it. I'm a gay guy, but I'm playing a straight character. It was just, I'm this guy. And he and he sells it well. And it's it's a great movie. I'm tired of being preached at when I watch a movie. But it's a Christmas movie that's supposed to be aimed towards kids. Don't like it. Don't want it. Don't want it. So don't watch it. I don't recommend it. It's not even that good. It's old and I- trope. Like even if it wasn't about even if it wasn't about what it was about, it was still a bad movie. It just wasn't. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. Like I like I thought I would. You know, that's a great idea. You get nine naughty kids and you try to, you know, and they left. Obviously, they left it open for a uh, sequel. Well, everything gets left open for a sequel now. But they gotta I, they I just, gotta keep themselves something to do in the future when they don't have any more ideas again. I've watched I've watched Eight Bit Christmas what every year since it's come out now. That's one of my new favorite Christmas movies. It's your new tradition. It is. It's and you know, kind of like Violent Night coming up. I'm gonna be watching it. Oh, I need to watch that. It's on Amazon Prime. I need to Dude, watch that. Dude, so freaking good. So, um, it's just not. I don't know. It's it's one of those missed Christmas movies. I I think I, I think Noel was better honestly with uh, what's her name, Anna Kendrick. But nobody talks about a big Christmas. It's buried on Max, and I don't think it just gets a lot of love. So I'm just showing oh. love for a big Christmas. Watch for it. some reason, I feel like uh, per, or, uh, Max is kind of one of those forgotten apps. Other than Game of Thrones, if if nobody's watching Game of Thrones, it's that's not on or Hard Knocks, the yeah. original Hard Knocks. Nobody's watching it. I don't or uh, oh, uh, Peacekeeper or Peacemaker, whatever. Oh, dude, that show's so good. No. Yeah. Speaking of which, that's a DC movie, right? Which I did yeah. see another. Did you see the trailer for Aquaman? At uh, I did. I'm just not interested in Aquaman too. Like, Dude, it, it looks good though. Like even though I am boycotting it because uh, Amber Heard's still in it, I Holy am just shit. not interested Dude, in it. it. Really boycotting it because Amber? Why? Because she took a crap on the bed. I mean, no. Because if 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 uh, are you are you if it would have been roles reversed. If it was roles reversed, it would have been you'd never seen Johnny Depp again. Yeah, but I'm trying to save the DC universe at this point. DC universe, like I heard, Blue Beetle was good. Um, okay, I will give you my review. Shazam Two was good. Shazam Two was good. Like the blue, the DC universe doesn't is is on a good track right now. Nobody Batman. went to see. Nobody went to see the Flash though, and that was good. I don't know why no one went to see The Flash. I didn't think it was. Hard. I can't I explain why. I can't explain. I mean, because did that guy get canceled too? Yes, he did because he was. Uh, um, he was. Uh, what's what's the word where they try to get little kids to? Um, groomer. Yeah, he he's grooming little kids. So you'll go see a groomer movie, but you won't go see a woman who shits a bed. She was also very abusive. 
Do you have a crush on Johnny Depp? Is this what it is, Chris? Is it just everybody has a crush on Johnny Depp? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do Dillinger any justice. Holy crap, that was terrible. But I did watch Blue Beetle. I thought I would check it out. Uh, the kid from uh, Cobra Kai is the Blue Beetle. But it is very. Remember when I said it would probably be a good like ten or twelve years ago? Yeah, it's. It's very, it's the, it's the basic trope, you know, I'm going to yell and scream. How did I become a superhero? Ah, so there's a bunch of that. Um, you have the loud family with the funny relative, you know, which is George Lopez. Um, evil, evil, uh, evil person is making things and taking over and trying to make weapons, you know, for war, but she's used it for her own gain um, instead of for, you know, good things. Um, fight scene where they put dents in big buildings, you know, while they fly through the air. It's very tropey. Like I said, it's just, it's everything. It's every fight scene you've ever seen in a, in a, in a, in a uh, superhero movie before. Everything you've seen in a superhero movie before is Blue Beetle. Okay. So I've seen the movie, but without, with a different character type of thing. Yes. Yes. But they've left it, they've left it open for a sequel. Well, Blue Beetle is the first official movie in the new DC universe. So that's why they did it. It's not terrible. It's not horrible. You know, it's just, it's just, just, it's just used. You know what I mean? Well, there's nothing original. When did we talk about, we talked about the other day where, the well, we all are thinking that the uh, superhero genres needs a needs to be dead, or at least a, a nice reset. I I really do think Marvel and even DC to a point needs to take a good um five to ten years off. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, you know, Star Wars, what they did, honestly. So when Okay, so Empire came out in 83, right? Mm-hmm. It was dead. Like, that was it. Until 97, when it was the 25th, it was the 20th anniversary of Star Wars. That's when Lucas went back and ruined it and made a special edition. Is but that when really... he took out all the guns and gave them radios? No, that was, that's E.T. Um, but... They released all three movies at the theater. So people went back to see Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like, and it made like a bunch of money. But they weren't turning out movies like they do now, I don't think. Um, well, I don't think. But I went to see a freaking conveyor belt anymore. Yeah, I went to see all three of them again at the theater because why not? It had been 20 years since I'd seen Star Wars at the theater. So. Or, you know, less, probably. 15, maybe. 20, 18. So, I mean, like, dude, like, put Batman back out. You know what I mean? Let it die for seven years, eight years, 20 years. <coughs> well, and then 15 maybe years, not Batman, then, because that last Batman movie was pretty good. And I'm actually really excited for the next Batman. I am, too, because everybody was like, the Penguin was a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't like some cartoony guy with penguins that, you know, with lasers shooting out of their freaking heads. And that's that's what I like about Batman is his villains are more other than like a few. They're more realistic. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we talked about that before. It was because he was a detective. He wasn't a superhero. And this was all Blue Beetle is all superhero like, oh, I'm a superhero. Ah, I've got this suit. How do I? Oh, let me fly into the air and not know what I'm doing. Oh, let me crash to the ground. You know, Mm -hmm. how many times have you seen that? Plenty of times. (laughs) Probably every single superhero movie when they're learning to use their powers. Yes. I just think of Spider-Man on the roof trying to use his webs. It's ex- you know, that's how old those tropes are. That goes clear back. That was in what, 2001? Start, uh, was the first, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, that's the same thing. Well, and I think some of my favorite superhero movies have been the ones where the 
superheroes already established and you kind of just pick up where they left off, you know, technically yeah. like the like the Batman movie. He, he was only in it for like, what, like two, three years. Right. Well, I mean, even the original Batman, like the like the Michael Keaton Batman. You know what I mean? He was mm-hmm. already Batman. So. I don't I don't know. I don't what what should we be watching other than. I think the superhero thing is dying out. I don't know what we need. Bring back uh, cowboy movies. Oh, God, we need some Westerns. Wouldn't that be awesome? Let's do it. Let's do a movie about. Like, let's do it. Let's reboot up a Jesse James movie again, which is a long run. Why not a Clint Eastwood movie? Because he's 97 years old. That's why I said reboot. I didn't say bring him back. I don't want to see him out there gunslinging. You know who could could be gunslinging in his, instead of him, is his son. Yeah. They try, I feel like they keep trying to make his son into an actor, but they can't, like, he's not finding anything good. He's a good actor, though, Scott. He is. Is he really is. Just, none of his movies have really hit. No, well, I mean, it took, dude, you know how long it took freaking Eastwood to hit? He was in, he was in Rawhide for years. Then he went over to Europe and made those spaghetti westerns, which those didn't take off until, I bet you those things didn't take off until they started showing them on TV here in America. You know what I mean? Fistful of Dollars. Few dollars more, um, hang them high, good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, I don't think he hit it. I mean, he hit it big with uh, like Dirty Harry, but his first real, real good cowboy movie wasn't until Josie Wales, and that came out in '76. So, I mean, it ta- sometimes it takes a while for him to hit. Look at freaking the guy from Yellowstone. Right? Cole Hauser. He was in Dazed and Confused. That came out in 1992. Now he's popular. 30 years later, he's popular. And he yeah. was a bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. I was about to say, he was Barone or something like that. Yeah. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was the bad guy in Too Fast, Too Furious. So, I mean, he, he was in a Fast and a Furious movie, and it didn't do anything for his career. Was it? Was he in Varsity Blues? No. That's Scott Kahn. That's James Kahn. So. <laughs> well, I don't think a lot of Fast and Furious movies have really helped people's careers. Really? Other than, like, uh, what's the two main guys? Not family. really. It's all about family. And I guess Gal Gadot, that's where she got her start. Oh, didn't even Mendez, too? No, Eva Mendes had been in things before that. Eva Mendes or whatever her name is. She's hot, though. She was in the second one, right? Yes. Ludacris? Luda's, Luda was Luda before that. I know he, Luda was Luda before that, still. The Rock. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for uh, Fast and the Furious, The Rock would not have been The Rock. Oh, my gosh. Jason Stephen. <laughs> I still find it hilarious that The Rock and uh, why can't I think of his name? Ben Diesel. Ben Diesel, yeah, can't can't or hate each other so much they they couldn't even shoot scenes together. Um, that not, last movie they did together because they're not family. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that's what he told The Rock? You're not part of my family. Yes, I bet he did. <laughs> Okay, Vin, I need you in this scene with The Rock. No, he's not family. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, But I don't know. I I don't know what to see at the theater. I know I am going to see Ferrari, though. Uh, I am going to go see Aquaman, though. Aquaman comes out the 21st and Ferrari comes out on Christmas Day. I forgot that uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Kylo, Kylo Ren, Ren was a uh, for, uh, Ferrari. He's playing Ferrari. I'm really looking forward to that. That's just the story of Ferrari. So that could go either way. I don't think it's a racing movie as much as it is a biography. I think I, you're, you got to go into thinking like Napoleon. Yeah, I got to go in thinking of it as a biography, not as a racing movie. 
Because, dude, he was like so broke, he was going to sell his, he was going to sell Ferrari to Ford. That's how bad it got. Mm-hmm. And then he like said, um, no, now look at him. I know he sues people for, you know, customizing the car they own. Well, why would I you should... want to touch perfection, dude? Because nothing's ever perfect. There's always better. But do you know because then you end up like those stupid ass people that have a cool Corvette that just leave the Corvette as it is. No, they put a big dumb spoiler on the back and then they painted a stupid ass color. Yeah, but then you get the guys who own a nice Corvette and only have 100 miles on it because it never leaves, leaves their garage. You buy a car to own the car to drive the car. You don't buy the car to unless it's a historical piece. You don't buy it to sit in a in a. In a, I, I a garage. I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I just hate I'm, when people put I'm sorry, but you know, them people. suing like Dead Mouth for for wrapping, putting a wrap on his Ferrari. Is Don't stupid. put a wrap on a Ferrari. It looked better. With it, the there's wrap. no way it looked better. No, no, it, no, it no. did. Have you? Did you ever look at it? Did you see the pictures? It I'm looked gonna, dope as fuck. I doubt it. I don't think so. Dead Mouth. He, he named it the ne- he he wrapped it with a Neon Cat uh meme. Oh my god. What the he- dude. It's hilarious. That's awful. I do agree with them like oh like my, uh, I would have sued him too. Who's the boxer? Who's the boxer? I can't think of the boxer. Mayweather. They Mayweather's not allowed to buy Ferraris brand new anymore because he got like a hyper rare one. Like they only built a hundred of them. And he sold it like a month later, and you're supposed to own those for like three years. Oh, really? you like sign a contract. Yeah, part of the deal for you to get one of their like exclusive cars is you got to own it for a few years. And he like Why? turned around and sold it. Dude, this is the dumbest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. It's hilarious. It's awful. And you, you know what, Corvette? Don't you do know that what? You know what Lambo did? Lambo gave him a free Lamborghini and wrapped it for him. Well, good for Lamborghini. They're hurting for people. Don't do this. This is awful. I think Lamborghini makes better cars anyways. Lamborghini's got some sleek looking cars. They do. Yeah, but sending out McLaren. Why is it? How come this? I got a question for you, Chris, because I thought about this in the past. and It just brought me up. So you have these little pissant countries like Italy, right? Germany. um, England. Making these freaking awesome hypercars. So you got like McLaren. That's so that's Lamborghini. Um, I mean, Italy alone has Ferrari, Lamborghini, and Maserati, and right? Pessenegger, however you say it. Right. Okay. Pisani or whatever. Germany has Mercedes, obviously, right? Uh, yep. Plus they have uh, Audi, right? Porsche. Porsche, right? These little ass, these little ass countries. Make the most expensive but awesome-looking automobiles in the world. Come to America. What do you get? We get a Corvette. Hey, those new uh, the new C8 Corvettes are pretty awesome. I really like. But I, I'm not here. Here's the Corvettes thing. Corvettes aren't awesome. I'm just saying, when is America going to produce a freaking awesome hypercar like the rest of the world? We've tried. They just don't compete. Exactly. Um, Why the, not? There's a few things. I think one. A lot Americans of these, you know, Italian, all these, a lot of these companies have a lot of fanboys who only like, you know, you only hear about them. Um, two, I think in America, you kind of just get trounced by the big dogs when you try to do something. Is everybody um, wants an $80,000 pickup truck, not a $90,000 supercar? I would take basically. The yeah. No, but I'm saying like. Like in these these smaller companies like Ferrari, Lambo, McLaren. I love McLarens, by the way. McLaren's my favorite hypercar. Um, but you get these guys, these companies that every car I don't want to say is unique, but they don't. You don't have not like in America where everything has to be off the assembly line. Like those these cars are kind of like almost hand built. Yeah, like the parts are off the assembly line, but it's right. it's. You, it's not like they have to get the car out in a month. Because you know? I, I noticed this because, okay, so in sports car racing, you have Corvettes. I, and this is just, I've been to historic sports car races where they take these really old, expensive race cars and race against each other, right? So you have older Corvettes, you have uh, 
Camaros, you have uh, Mustangs, right? And when you see them on the racetrack and you see the way they kind of lumber through the corners, you know what I mean? There's a lot of lean to them. And then you put that up against, say, a Porsche or a Ferrari where it's just it's built to race, even if though it's a street car. It's I feel like the American was for a while there it was all about horsepower and muscle. It wasn't about handling and precision along with speed. And I think that's the difference was well, Porsche, Ferrari, Lamborghini. They're all about speed with performance, overall performance. If you look at it like Corvette owns its division in a lot of the uh, racing bra- uh, brackets, like the the C8 Corvette and even the C7 dominates their division. Oh, do I love the, the Corvette? I love those cars. But if you when you look at it, like American uh, co- companies can put out some great um, hypercars. Um, you got like the Ford GTs, the Vipers. Dude, those Ford GTs were freaking awesome. Uh, Shelby, when Shelby was on top of their game, put out a ton of cars. Well, those were back in the 60s. I know, but uh, I think the, the... So, you know what? So, the, the you just brought up the four GTs, right? Mm-hmm. So, the old ones were the GT40s, right? Yeah. They were called GT40s because they were sat 40 inches off the ground. The roof did. They The new GTs were 44 inches. That's why they were just GTs. They weren't, they weren't Ford GT. They weren't GT40s. So there you go. Bring something new every day, huh? <laughs> oh, the uh, um, saline. I always forget saline was. An oh, American Steve Saline, the the, yeah. the saline Mustang. Yeah, I always forget about his his cars. I mean, there's you not many he, of them, but do you know he tried to race in the Indy 500? No, I didn't. In 1988, Steve Celine did. Yeah, he kept on plastering the wall. I think he put he put two in the wall himself and got out of the car. They put Johnny Parsons in. It was an 88 March. Sponsored by Montgomery Ward. They were black and white and yellow cars. Um, they were neat cars. But he put two in the wall, and then Johnny Parsons put a third one in the wall. So he that was his only trek into it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an expensive month of May for Steve Celine. I just I don't think card manufacturing just doesn't have the his the hypercar history like it does here like yeah we get some, like you said we get it's all here's the companies it's all about speed and horsepower not performance right overall performance right but, i agree i think that's I, but, I, I, and i'm i'm a firm believer that if gm or ford or dodge or chrysler ever decide to put their heads to it and actually do it i bet they could be you know a, be, be uh, get a car with the you know the best of them. I mean, the Dodge did. It tried with the uh, the, Viper. the Viper. Yeah. No, I like a good Viper. The Vipers are pretty good neat cars. Awesome. Yeah. Do you think they electric just... cars will make it to like races? They already kind of do. Um, a lot of like I think is it F one. I forget which where where it does it, but like the car is actually electric for the first like like a gear or two and then it kicks in the uh, uh, the uh, petrol engine yeah they use a hybrid well that was the concern with the indy cars yeah f1 uses hybrid and uh they use a hybrid technology but see it's called uh it's called the curse which is kinetic energy recovery system yeah yeah it yeah it builds back up like in the corners that energy builds itself back up and then they ex- can they can expel it on the straightaways what but so they're talking about a curse, like a form of a curse system in the Indy cars, right? Mm-hmm. With a, 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 a hybrid system. But the big question is, how do you recover energy on a super speedway? There's not that many uh, turns. There's only four corners. So, I mean, <laughs> um, so that's a big question. The jury's still out on the. I heard the car was kind of a pig, is what I understood. <laughs> I think one the, thing the, the for... IndyCar, the IndyCar hybrid. One thing for, like, electric vehicles is um, I don't think they could do it. Just because, one, electric cars would be very heavy. Two, how would you, like... You know, yeah, they could go so many miles, but how would they fuel them? Like, swap it, drop a new battery in? 
Well, the the Formula E, the first year of Formula E, which is electronic cars, which are just basically, I it's like watching golf cart racing. There's no sound. It's just we. <laughs> I always call it. My nephew watches it. He loves it. I'm like, I do not. If I want to watch golf cart racing, I'll go to the golf course. Um, they would because the length of the batteries when they first started building them didn't last long enough for the race. They would pit and switch cars. Which is an interesting concept, but like, I I, I just couldn't get into it. I, I can't get it. I I've got to have sound is what drove me to keep going back to the speedway, not just. I mean, a pretty race car. That's one thing for me. It's like I couldn't get in with the. Uh, like, if I'm gonna watch a race, I want to watch the. I want to hear the V8s. Well, that was the so like IndyCar for years, forever. There were all kinds of different motors, especially in Indianapolis. Like you had a, you had a Buick V6, you had a V8, you had a, a normally aspirated V8, and you had all these motors. They all sounded, they all had different tones to them. Even even between manufacturers, a Chevy sounded different than a Ford. So now, because it's the same motor basically, they both sound the same Ford and, or Chevy and Honda. But you go to an IMSA race, like I went to the IMSA race in Indianapolis, right? So you've got Cadillac. You've got uh, Porsche, you've got uh, BMW, and they all sound different. And there's so many different, I mean, just the tone of the engines. Like, I went and I was like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing at the racetrack is different engine tones. Because the Cadillac is freaking loud. It is a loud, blaring motor. The BMW has got a nice tune. Of course, the the Porsche is just, you know, that Porsche sound, but, um, I think, I think, I think if that plays a lot into, into racing, you sound, I, I don't think Formula E will ever be like part of the big three, which is NASCAR, Formula One and IndyCar. Cause I think, I think people go to that to be seen almost like Formula One is getting, you go to that race to be seen like you care, Yeah, but you're, you're not really there for the racing. So, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a good, interesting topic. I've been watching old Indy 500s because I can on uh, YouTube. <laughs> but. Mikey, how's the, how's the new, uh, um, hard knocks? Uh, <clears throat> It was it was okay. I only watched one episode. I think there's another episode out. It comes out on Tuesdays. Um, I didn't pay too much attention to it because I really don't. I don't really care too much about the Dolphins, but it was like football, and I was like, I'll watch it. They don't uh, make you care about them like the Jets made you care about the Jets and the Hard Knocks. No, I like I didn't really watch the Cardinals one either. I don't watch the in season ones know. like I, I think did. It, I think the in season one's a lot different than the preseason one. Is it? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be. I think it would be better if they started at the beginning of the season, like you follow them maybe like throughout the season. But I know that's a lot to a lot for the film crew to do, and it's a lot of money to whatnot. So that's probably why they only start halfway through the season. But um, I guess from what I caught in this first episode, it kind of just went into uh, Mike McDaniel's, his personality and the way he coaches and stuff. And um, He seems like a character. Like, yeah. I really would like to, like, he's somebody that I would work for. Yeah. Yeah, and then like I was listening to uh who was on it? Pat Pat McAfee's show. Someone was talking about uh Tua. No, it was Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah, he was talking about Tua cuz they had the Black Friday game which Miami was on. And oh, the was, Black Friday game? Yeah. With the with the Hail Mary pick six. Was that No, that wasn't Miami. Okay, anyway, Yep. Was it? They played the Jets, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, 
so Kirk Herbstreit was talking about it because they talked to, he did the pregame interview about Tua. And it makes sense the way, like, I'll circle back around to, like, Mike Daniels here, but um, he he was saying Tua's a much different person and quarterback now than he was when he first started in the league, I guess. Just because, like, even back in high school and college, because uh, in his culture, there, this is what Kirk was saying, uh, like, in his culture, Polynesian or whatnot, he kind of list. You have to listen to your 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 elder, like your dad and stuff, and kind of follow his rules and other people like that. Um, so in high school, he was he wanted he was doing well or something. He wanted to go to USC, but his dad's like, okay, you're good enough, and you can play college, but you're going to Alabama. So he's like, okay, I'll go to Alabama. Like, he had to listen to his dad. And then Nick Saban kind of became that father figure and stuff, and he kind of just followed him. And then when he got into the league, of course, he did. He eventually started to play with Mike McDaniels. And Mike McDaniels, as in the dock, or in the, um, in the hard knocks, they kind of went over how he lets players express themselves and be themselves and stuff and be their own person. And that's kind of what he did to Tua. He's like, you, you're an adult. You can make your own decisions like in that way. And so Tua grew as a person and as a quarterback under Mike McDaniels, which kind of exponentialized his, his ability as a football player and made him even more better or something. I don't know. So that's just kind of like what I got from Hard Knocks. At least this first episode. Makes sense. Are you going to keep watching it? Cause I, my big problem with Hard Knocks is I'll watch like... Yeah. Um, I'll watch like an episode or two, then I just like lose interest. You know, I didn't even finish the Jets one. I was one episode away from... Oh, the, the, episode, the Jets one's a good one. The, the, I didn't watch the last episode. Really, but um, if I if I remember if I have time, if I'm not really doing anything, then yeah, maybe. Uh, so like I know I said I'm going to. I said I might have time. I don't know if I will or not. I'm going to Florida next week and to see my parents. So we'll see if I have time. Are you driving or flying? We We're driving. How long are you gonna be going? Uh, a week. I'll be fine. So I need someone to watch the dogs. I'm just kidding. I'm trying to get that lined up with my nephew. Well, I was gonna say if I'm if I was in Kokomo, I would, but yeah, here we are. Yeah. <sighs> did you hear the? Uh, did you hear the the? The uh, news out of uh, Indianapolis. Somebody get shot? Oh no, uh, <laughs> Taylor's uh, out for three weeks. Oh yeah, he's getting like finger surgery or something. Yeah, and um, he was just like back on. Uh, full like I thought he was just coming back into you know. Yeah, how he, he was should be forty of snaps and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, he's out three weeks, and then. Um, of course, former Colt coach. Uh, oh yeah, Frank Wright got Reich fired. Is yeah. walking pick. Dude, I that think he, is a scapegoat. I Dude, don't so they're gonna get the number one draft, right? But they're not gonna get the number one draft. Because they're so mean? shitty. They're they're the worst team in the league. So, you know, because they traded their number one draft to the Bears. Oh, yeah. Well, the Bears didn't do much with it either. No, the Bears will get the number one draft this year. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Because, like, like they should, yeah, they're, yeah, Panthers are one in ten. I mean, the Patriots are two and nine, but I guess, I guess they could still get it. But right now. Uh-huh. I'm not even worried about the Patriots getting a good draft pick because 
Uh, Belichick has never shown that he can draft. Cardinals are two and ten, so there's there's running, you know. But dude, like they they gave up so much for what the pick that 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 white Bryce Young or whatever. Yeah, Stroud. Dude, I thought it was Stroud. No, that's no, CJ that's... Stroud. He's in Houston. Sorry, I can't keep track of everybody. Sometimes he's doing pretty good, considering. Um, but dude, yeah, the, the I, I don't even think Reich wanted him, honestly, from what I understand. That's what I, I remember somebody on ESPN talking about that one time. That that was kind of the the owner kind of pulled a Jerry Rice and just pulled and picked him himself. What they've had between them Rice. and Cowboys, uh, there's another team in Carolina. Between them and the Panthers, uh, they've had four coaches in two years. <laughs> Between two organizations. So. Mm. And I right think now, the Colts uh, are, have a good guy, though. Have a good coach now. Oh, I like him as a coach. Yeah, And, uh, you know, Minshew does some silly things, but he's, he's playing pretty decent, actually. Mm-hmm. I, Minshew's never going to win you the Super Bowl, but he'll... But he's the guy that can come off the bench and finish a game for you. Yes, he's he's the backup you want. Yes, it's exactly right. He is the backup you want. He's that good. He's good enough to be that backup. Yes. I think he's better than Brissett ever was, honestly. I, they say I that think they're, they're not really comparable. Why? They were both backups. But they're they're two different quarterbacks. Brissett, right. yeah, Brissett, Brissett never made the good. stupid mistakes. Like I don't want to say stupid mistakes, but he never did the silly stuff like Minshew. But he never pushed the ball downfield. That was his big issue. Right. While Minshew, yeah, he'll push the ball downfield with the swagger, but he makes some silly mistakes and can give the game away. Well, Brissett did that plenty of times himself. And not as much, but he gave the game away by not, you know, by dumping it off to the underneath instead of you know to the guy downfield where you know it's a 50 50 ball right he was at canada in a, in a qb <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> plus the freaking like buffalo didn't they have like 500 yards offense and still lost yeah i think something like that That was a good game that was the only good game on sunday actually was the eagles and the bills i watched the end of that game mm. college football though Dude, this past weekend of college football was freaking insane. That's what I hear. It was between, you had Michigan State and Ohio State. Michigan State, or no, Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan didn't even have a head coach. Uh-huh. Who won that game, by the way? Michigan. They weren't even supposed to win. Well, the, you, you know how it goes. When somebody gets suspended or fired, they uh, the team usually plays better for a game Fires or two. Yeah. Dude, that game was good. The way that do you see the way the Iron Bowl ended? Oh my gosh, that was hilarious! Holy crap! Auburn thought they were going to have another uh, another miracle, right? And they, how do you leave that guy wide open in the end zone? Why is there not somebody on him? Because college, dude, college football is better than the NFL. I think so too. (laughs) I I much rather watch college. Than pro, Florida, I, Florida got beat by Florida. Florida looked good for the first three quarters of the game. Got to look good Florida all four. State. Yep. Um. Yeah, I think college football is by far the better product. There's just not a lot of good in it, like, dude. And the whole the penalties are getting horrible. The roughing the passer plays. Just let them play. I heard a lot of people are starting to say things are like I watch stuff on like YouTube or t- on X and it's like people are saying things are are rigged and like I see it and I'm like it looks rigged almost at, sometimes. It does. It does. I agree. And I'm not I don't want to say it's a it's rigged, but when you see some, some of these calls, it's like, come on now. Like, but there is a lot of bad football being played in the NFL this year. It's, there's a lot of bad football and there's a lot of bad refing. Oh yeah. Yeah, but this whole roughing the, the I like freaking what's his name in Buffalo where he takes a dive. He's like the LeBron of the NFL. And he gets a whistle every single time. Just lay him out. 
<laughs> shaking on the ground like like Roger Stallback was. He got hit so hard, his hands were up in the air and they were shaking. And <laughs> oh, that doesn't lend. That was a rough one. He's still around. He ain't. He ain't loopy. Yeah. Him, him and Terry Branch. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There's a lot of shitty football being played in the NFL though this year. It seems like. It seems like there's a big gap between the really good and the horrible. It's like what Tom Brady said. There's just uh, not a lot of talent. But is that because the rules are making the show that bad? No. Some of the rules. It's hard to tackle. You can't tackle. Well, and Uh, now they're getting rid of the, the hip drop, so people can't tackle people from behind. Yeah, yeah. How that? do you how do you tackle then? How do you expect these you know six foot two corners or safeties to tackle a you know a seven foot uh, tight end? You can't Ugh. go across the middle anymore and just level a guy out because then you're leading with your helmet. You you can't go high. You can't go low. You can't go, you, yeah. You, you hit too hard in the middle. You get flagged. You know I'm all for you making you know making the game safe, but at the same time I don't want to watch I don't want to watch an NBA game. I mean that's yeah. what it's turned. It's yeah. It's just it's all it's gonna be. It's, it's gonna be like playing Madden on the on uh, on the yeah, Xbox. It's, it's yeah. who gets the ball last or who whose defense steps up for one one play. Like when, whenever you play Madden, do you do you really like? Are, are is your main focus the defense? No, it's um, about putting up, you know, fifteen hundred yards in passing and when I played eight Madden, touchdowns and. So I used to do every year I'd, I'd buy Madden and do a league with my friends, uh-huh. you know, uh, for the season. Like we'd we'd actually like go like twenty years into the game, and like I had to get good at defense because yeah, I could put up you know, I could pass for seven hundred yards a game, but I I needed to be able to stop people. I was Madden, you really need to be good at defense in Madden to be to like uh, to play competitively against other people. So, I don't know. I just this this season NFL season has been a little disappointing. Pretty soon the quarterback's going to have two flags on them. I think so too. Well, flag football is coming to the Olympics in twenty uh, in a uh, in LA when it's in LA. Yeah. I can't wait for the LA Olympics. I, I, I really want to try gonna to be go. sparkly. No, but Tyreek Hill was trying is trying to get a team together. Because Shoot, you know that's the, what they uh, did to the well, they even like when they well look what they did to the Pro Bowl. I like the new like Pro Bowl stuff though. Oh my god, a bunch of you know they used to send them to Hawaii for the week, you know, and you really got a vacation out of it. <laughs> and the you know Pro Bowl was a big deal. Now, I mean, who the hell wants to go to Orlando? In January. Well, I thought it was, I thought it kind of got switched between different cities. Because so wasn't it in, uh, it was in Arizona one year. But now they play flag football. They, they, you know what happened? One of the, one of the downfall was it was a player, and I don't remember who it was. They were playing football on the beach during the Pro Bowl weekend, and he like tore his, his ACL. And I think that was the downfall. Well, I wish they, they did it like one or two years. Where they would have a Hall of Famer come back, two Hall of Famers would be like the honorary coaches, and they'd pick a team. And it wasn't it wasn't AFC versus NFC. It would be like Ray. It'd be like uh, Manning versus Brady. No, that you're thinking of the all basketball or star game. No, no, they did this for one or two years because I remember Andrew Luck was the very first pick. Oh, it, it used to years, be. Oh, like that's Luck. right. Instead of it being AFC NFC. Yeah, it was like one or two years. That's all I did it. Um, but it was like, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. It was like Irving versus, um, I can't think of the other guy. But I just remember they picked Andrew Luck first. I, don't I think it was I his rookie year. Usually Andrew the guy first. who lost the championship game was the coach. So if your team lost the AFC championship, like when, like when the Colts lost, 
the AFC Championship game to say the Patriots. Dungy was the coach of the All Star team of the. Uh, well, I remember when the uh, All Star in the uh, Pro Bowl was after the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was the week after the Super Bowl in Hawaii. Yep. But that that stadium in Hawaii is a piece of shit, and that's why well, they quit going there. I think they're there. tearing it down anyway, and they're making yeah, this. No, they they the NFL said they wouldn't come back unless they built a new stadium. So they well, they finally, did, but it only holds like twenty thousand people or something. Well, yeah, they don't need a. It's Hawaii. They don't need a a stadium like in you know New York. Well, they used to, dude. They say New York is like the worst stadium in the NFL. So you, I would say that's a bad analogy. <laughs> You know what I mean, though. They don't need, like, a 100,000-people uh, stadium. Yeah, well, I think, you know, it's the whole people have more options. They don't flock to the games like they used to. Plus, you know, tickets aren't 1050 anymore. They're, you know, $775. To I know if you want to go get a, a nosebleed seat, it's still 70 bucks. So, I don't know. If I lived in Florida still, I might go down and watch some of the uh, Pro Bowl. Yeah, Citrus Bowl. I think it would be fun. I only went to football. I went to two football games there. UCF used to play there before they had their own stadium. And um, uh, so I saw UCF at Purdue. You, I saw Drew Brees play. Yeah. UCF. That's what I was saying. Didn't you, see a, didn't you see somebody before they were big? Yeah, Drew Brees. Oh, I saw a lot of people. I saw Javon Kurz, um, Terrell Davis when he played for Georgia. Uh, saw Peyton Manning twice. They played for Tennessee. Um, so I saw a lot of people. Yeah, but it, uh, saw yeah, but we saw Drew Brees. And then when they had the XFL, we went to the very first XFL game uh, with the, uh, the the Orlando Rage. That was fun. And then uh, other than that, I went to WrestleMania. <laughs> so, and I saw the Eagles there. I saw the Eagles there, and I went to WrestleMania there. So nice, but um, yeah, that's about it. So, well, but yeah, we I, do need to bring up uh, Christmas movies coming up. If we need to have the diehard argument, we we can do that next week. Sure. Then when it's officially December. Yeah, it's got to be officially. I don't. I. I well, I'd let's like, ask Mikey. Do you want to be here for the diehard debate again? He ain't here. Oh, he, he left. Dis- he disappeared. I've been oh. watching like the fringe Christmas movies, like the unimportant ones. Oh, I've I, we've already gone through a lot of the big ones. We watched, uh, we watched, uh, we just watched uh, Santa Claus, the first one today. Yeah, I watched that um, last week. Uh, the other we day. watched Elf, Polar Express, The Grinch already. I watched the the Grinch, um, like the cartoon, the old one from the sixties. I don't like Remember that one. Dude? I like the, the uh, live action one with uh, uh, what's Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. They they can never recast that uh, movie because he is such a character. I watched Eight Bit Christmas, and then I watched, of course, the Santa Claus and Home Alone, and um, but I have not watched. I haven't done Elf or Christmas Vacation. I need to watch uh, Christmas Vacation. I've got El- I need to watch Elf the uh, Elf Christmas Vacation. Um I might watch White Christmas. Um cuz that's a classic. Um Let's see here. And then I've got to watch uh what you call it? Um uh Die Hard and uh Violent Night. Um hold on. I want to see what other ones are playing There's- on. There's one on Netflix I highly suggest. Um, it is Christmas Chronicles on Netflix. It's got um, Kurt Russell in it. It's really funny. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I I highly suggest it. If you want a musical, Jingle Jangle is really good. I can jingle my jangle. Uh, Family um, Stone. And then there's I another one. Too. Another one I suggest is a boy, a boy called Christmas. It's really good too. What about the Family Stone? You ever watch Family Stone? No. You've you've never seen the Family Stone? No. It is so good. Do they get stoned? No. Well, sorta. It's got Luke Wilson. No, Owen Wilson. It's got a lot of people in it. Owen Wilson, Dermot Mulroney, uh, Craig T. Nelson, Diane Keaton, 
Um, Rachel McAdams is in it. <clears throat> that is a great movie. You've got to watch it. I highly recommend The Family Stone. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's in it. Hmm. It's a really good movie. I, I Like I said, I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, I don't know which... Uh, Thing it's on. Let me see here. I just saw it on something. The family. No. Family Stone. I just like it because Rachel McAdams is in. She's hot. Well, we can talk more about these Christmas movies next week. It's on Hulu. Okay. Well, we can talk about them next week. You know, we got we got we got a hint at them for next week because you know they. Um, Danes is in it too. They can catch us at Pod Nerds on Twitter. Oh, no, it's Luke Wilson, not Owen Wilson, my bad. Sure, nerds on Facebook. <laughs> you can w- watch and listen to us at Who's Your Nerds on, on YouTube and your favorite podcasting sites. And it's iTunes, got Bus- Gus Bucktinica, too. Sorry. Tune in, Amazon, and Spotify. Randall Montgomery's in it. And if you if you don't know, you'll know who's in this movie next week because Chris will, <laughs> Chris will slowly keep naming everybody <laughs> off that's ever worked on this movie. Savannah Stellan. <laughs> 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 <laughs>